This is Alma Wayne Myers, and you're listening to Epilepsy Well to Epilepsy Hell. Why not try something that works? For the one in three of all epileptics that need a real solution other than killer drugs and do what the doctor says. If you are looking for solutions to take control of your life and into the hell and misery of best intentions. You are in the right place. This is Epilepsy Solutions that can help you feel empowered throughout the day. Find a way to stop suffering at the hands of other people and be the best version that you can be. No, it sucks. Epilepsy sucks, and it's a hell no one else will ever understand, unless they have the misfortune of going through it as well. You might be an observer. You might have a child, a brother, a sister, a husband, a wife. You might know somebody that has epilepsy. But no matter how hard it is on you, it will never be as hard on you as it is on us. And honestly, I can highly recommend just take a breath, relax, breathe. This moment will pass. It's okay. Freaking out does not help. So please, please, please realize that we need a nice, calm, cool, collected environment to help facilitate a healing environment for our brain. And welcome to our show, Get Ready, Here We Go. Whether you're in mental, physical, or emotional pain, you need to connect with your breath. That way you can overcome and Go through the experience, because often that's what we need to do is experience it instead of repress, suppress, and run away. So it's not often pleasant to experience certain things, especially when we're dealing with pain. Pain is something that often we can get used to, and you'd be amazed at how much pain you can get used to. But... The process you really need to is use your breath so that you can connect with the moment and overcome the pain so that you're not suffering. So you can aware of the fact that you are going through something that's difficult, but that it will pass and it doesn't have to ruin your day. So we use breath. And one of the best ways to use breath is something using belly breathing or diaphragm breathing. You can read about diaphragm breathing on the livestrong.org page. And they talk about how athletes use belly breathing in order to enhance their ability to perform. You know, you can go on longer, better bike rides. You can go dive swimming, you know, stand water longer, swim longer. You know, that's just the whole process of being able to feel good, feel younger, and reduce the stress in your nervous system through just simple breath. And you'd be amazed at actually how beneficial it is. It's one of these things I did all the time, driving around LA traffic, because you know how crazy it is driving in LA. If you've ever been to LA and you're not from LA, you 
hate driving in LA because it is no fun. But if you're from LA, you're used to it. It is what it is, but it's still not that much fun. You have so many people with road rage, so many people that are just cutting you off, that don't care, that are only thinking about themselves, that will cause an accident just so they they can push you out of the way and save 10 seconds or feel like they moved up a spot, a lane. It's pretty sad. It's pretty ridiculous about how everybody's in a hurry and can only think about themselves. So this is the best time when everybody else is stressing you out to just turn your music off for a second, roll the windows up, take some deep breaths, and just relax. Put your tongue to the roof of your mouth, close your mouth, breathe through your nose, take some nice, slow, soft, long and deep breaths. And you can keep repeating this in the whole process while you're driving, while you're sitting in traffic, while you're sitting at the office, while you're sitting at home on the couch while you're in the shower, while you're in the tub, while you're having a seizure on the floor. Honestly, this method is amazing anytime that you're trying to become present and aware with your body. When you use belly breathing, you're using your navel, and your navel goes in as you breathe out, and it goes out as you breathe in. And this allows the expansion of the diaphragm to come down and then back up and gives it room for the air. So you're able to facilitate full lung function and you have the oxygenation that you need and you're able to have the detox of the breath release. So people that smoke pot often have a better lung holding because of the smoking of the pot and holding the breath. And people that smoke cigarettes tend to have a worse ability to hold their breath because that is a little more harmful on the lungs. Either way, smoke is not wonderful, but if you're going to smoke something, you might as well smoke something that doesn't give you lung cancer and that does actually have a benefit for epilepsy. So smoking is not always the answer, but breathing. Breathing is always something that you can do and it's not illegal yet i'm sure it'll be illegal at some point they'll find a way currently it's illegal to breathe without a mask but someday that will change i hope and we'll go back to a little more of sanity where you just breathe and enjoy the moment whether there's chaos or whether there's order so make sure that you're breathing and continue the process with your tongue to the roof of your mouth sit up straight Bring your shoulders back and let them relax down. Breathe in and realize you're tense, but it's okay. And breathe out and feel this tension just relax and melt down. Try to feel the tension in your back as you breathe in. As you breathe out, relax. It's been a long, stressful day and you deserve a break. And this traffic is just part of the day. It doesn't matter. You'll get there when you get there. And you're really not in a hurry because what's going to happen, the faster you go, the more likely you are to make a mistake, to have an accident, to even have a seizure. It's the whole process of not being able to pay attention and letting the moment get out of control because 
you're doing too much, and you're not paying attention to yourself. So this is where your belly breathing comes into play. So keep working on this nice, slow, soft, long and deep breath as you're sitting in the car, as you're laying on your bed, as you're taking a shower. Imagine yourself somewhere other than this stress that you're in right now. Think of being happy. Think of things that make you grateful. Don't close your eyes if you're driving. Make sure that you're being safe in the whole process. You can do this with your eyes open your eyes closed. You can do this anywhere. Just keep working on a nice, slow, soft, long and deep breath as you allow your belly to go in and out with your breath. If you're having trouble deciding whether or not your belly is going in and out with your breath, a simple trick to do is place your hands on your stomach. And as you breathe in, you can feel your stomach come out. And as you breathe out, you can feel your stomach come in. Now, this is a whole lot easier to do laying down if you're having trouble. So lay down on the floor and give this a shot or lay down in your bed if you can't do this sitting up. So as you practice this, you will become more aware of your breath and it will become a whole lot easier to find peace and relaxation and mindfulness in the present moment. So continue your nice, slow, soft, long, deep breaths. And do this for approximately 10 to 15 minutes every day. Anytime you're having stress, anytime you need a moment, your brain isn't feeling good, anytime you're ready to have a seizure, anytime you're ready for a break, this is a perfect way to reset your mind, your body, and your spirit to get your nervous system to relax, to get your vagus nerve, to get you out of fight or flight, to help out in the whole process of the overload that ruins your day. So take the nice, slow, soft, long, deep breath. Hold it in and let it go. Make sure your breath is nice and smooth and even. And feel free to continue this exercise until you feel the discomfort in your legs and back and you can no longer tolerate it. Because at this point, you need to train yourself to overcome this discomfort. But if this is new to you, as it is to many people, this is a process where you have to learn. So again, your breath, is a huge process of being able to learn to overcome the pain of your epilepsy, the pain in your brain, the pain in your body, the pain in your legs when you're sitting in meditation. This is how you master being an epileptic without drugs and without doctors telling you to take more drugs. This is how you become an epilepsy champion with breath. Just continue to breathe in with a nice, slow, soft, long, and deep, with your tongue to the roof of your mouth and your mouth closed. As you breathe in, breathe in nice, relaxing, calm, light, and health. And as you're breathing out, feel the toxins and all the negativity released through your nose. And as you breathe in, 
Continue feeling the love and the light and the life that the breath gives you. As you breathe out, allow the toxins and the negativities and all the things holding you back to release and to let your body go. Keep continuing your breath. Nice, slow, soft, long and deep. Continue this practice. Continue until you find relaxation or until you can no longer take it. And it's time to practice again later. Do not be afraid. If you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling worried, if you're feeling stressed, we'll talk about that because there's a way to overcome that. And that is very normal. In fact, one in four people find that they're anxious when they're trying to be mindful. And it's a serious problem. And it's nothing to worry about. There's very easy trick for that. You have not heard me discuss previously about doing Kegel exercises while you're breathing. We will cover that again tomorrow with episode uh, season, uh, excuse me, secret number three. So breathe on, have a nice, calm, relaxing moment. Even after this stops, you can continue to practice this on your own. Listen to it anytime you want. Just have yourself a great, beautiful day. Smile, relax, learn to breathe right, learn to take care of yourself by loving yourself by eating right, showing yourself that you deserve a life better than epilepsy hell, that you deserve answers, that you deserve solutions, and you deserve to be happy again. So find your epilepsy well, find your solutions, find your way out, put one foot in front of the other, and keep taking that slow, soft, long, and deep breath so you can be present to the moment. In Chinese medicine, we say that the breath is how the soul experiences the body. And Buddhism, we say the breath is how we experience the now. The now is only experienced through the breath. Because if you're not breathing, you're often thinking about the past or the future. And things that can go wrong, things that have go wrong. But as you're breathing and you're relaxed, you're able to make much more calm and rational choices and decisions for yourself. You're able to recognize the signs, the patterns, the triggers, the auras, the things in your life. And so you're able to continue this nice, slow, soft, long, and deep breathing throughout your whole life, doing belly breathing anytime you start feeling stressed out, anytime you just need to have a moment to think a little better, think clearer before you have a conversation, before you see the doctor, before you drive, after you drive. Anytime you feel a little stressed out or you're feeling a little sick or unhappy, this is one of the best things you can do. And you can do it basically any posture, any position, and it doesn't require anything other than you giving it some time and some practice, and you will get better at it with your nice, soft, slow, long and deep breath. So continue your practice, continue your breathing, continue relaxing and continue feeling better. 
We'll talk to you real soon. Love you all. Be well. Secret number two to epilepsy hell, to epilepsy well, is how 5,000 plus new drug-resistant epileptics can kill brain fog and seizure hell with the PlayStation Plus account instead of Netflix. You heard me right. PlayStation Plus saves lives and Netflix does not. I know it sounds crazy. You're like, what are you talking about? Oh, but how can a PlayStation Plus account save your life? Well, when I first got sick with my meningitis, and I can't remember if I had had my stroke yet or not, but I was hanging out with this gentleman and my friend of mine or whatever, and we're not friends anymore, but at the time, we were hanging out, and I had a decision. Like, what do I do? My money's running out. I've only got enough money for like another month or two. And before I don't have money for rent. But you know, I'm probably gonna be sick for a while, so I should probably do something that's gonna help me uh get better, feel better, prevent me from being trapped in my head and miserable all the time. So I got a PlayStation Plus, I got the plus account, and I got Fallout 4, which was super awesome when it first came out. I still think it's a pretty awesome game. I've honestly played it a bunch of times. And the first time was super crazy. It was the hardest, most difficult thing in the world to do. I used to have no problem playing these. And it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of aspects to it. There's a lot of things you can do. One of the things I love is being able to slow time down, take a moment. Uh, you can also play this in third person. So with my photosensitivity, epilepsy triggers, I wasn't having seizures all the time from the screen flash around too much, kind of like when the TV's on. So and the nice thing about video games is that you're interactive, you're doing things. And with this game, you're solving puzzles you're trying to overcome obstacles and the storylines are are pretty in-depth they're pretty interesting and you can put a lot a lot of time into playing this game so i knew with the way my brain was that i needed to repair my hand-to-eye coordination after my stroke and this was seriously one of the best ways to do it and i realized this because i had played a lot of video games growing up so i'm playing fallout 4 and I get to this part in the storyline where I'm stuck. And I'm like, this is stupid. It's got to be something really obvious. And, you know, normal people would look it up online and be like, all right, I'm stuck. What do I do? But I have reading epilepsy. So I can't really look up the solution at this point. I can barely, like, play this game without having a problem. So the goal is... To play the game without having a problem. Make sure that I don't get too far. That's the trick. It's really the trick. The balance of what you're trying to do the whole time. That you're dealing with your epilepsy and your seizures. And the hell that you go through trying to drag yourself out. So playing Fallout 4. I find this spot. 
I'm stuck. I spend a whole month going back to the same spot over and over and over, just trying to figure out what is it? What is this going on? You got to talk to this robot. You're trying to find the railroad, the underground railroad, these synthetic robots that are being hunted and they're trying to free other robots. And, you know, you just can't find this spot. And then, you know, 30 days goes by and all of a sudden there's a red line on the ground that I see that was clearly there the whole time. But for the entire 30 days, I was incapable of seeing this red line that leads you off to, you know, some glorious adventure into the railroad and, you know, whatever you want to do in the whole realm of um, runaways, synths. Do you help them? Do you murder them? Do you, what do you do? Well, you know, the game's fun. You make choices. You got a bunch of different outcomes. It's probably one of the more fun games I had played, and I got to play it a bunch of times. So every time I would go into first person, there's some stuff you're trying to look for on the floor or in rooms or trying to pick locks and stuff. So if I was in first person and I was moving around too much or too fast, it would really make me nauseous. And this would be the early warning sign that I was going to have a seizure. I uh, did not understand quite that the relationship was going on, but eventually I figured it out. So I was able to manage my triggers, find these things, and man, plenty of times I messed up and I took it too far and I had just had a seizure from playing the video games because I'd put it in first person. I was trying to read what the dialogue was and most of the time I just skipped it or tried to let them talk or, you know. So I had another buddy I know, another guy with acupuncture, another uh, epileptic, and he just plays video games until he has seizures, and then, you know, he takes a nap, and he plays them until he has seizures, and he doesn't get better. He doesn't get better. His life is just built around playing video games until he has a seizure, and I know that his life would be a whole lot better. If he would play up to the point of right before he has a seizure and then stop and take a break and do something else, because that's really what you need to do is address your seizures and your triggers. And, you know, you need to be engaged and interactive with things. That way you can actually improve your way that your brain heals and builds neural pathways because you need to build new memories. The old pathways, they don't grow back. You need new ones, like the trees and the roots and the branches. Like, you know, you cut these things back and they keep growing. So the same thing happens if you give yourself the right environment. You give yourself the right nutrients. You give yourself the right activities that help give you the ability to get your brain and your hand and your body and everything working after you lose the, the function, when you're not quick, you know, when you need some skills, some dexterous, when you're having trouble riding, when you're having trouble holding on to things. I mean, we get really clumsy when our seizures are kicking in and it's really hard sometimes to do the fine art. It's really hard sometimes to write your name or sign your name or, you know, 
I I find that it's easier to do a lot of the rough actions, you know, but the fine details sometimes just take too much focus and intent unless I'm built up and ready for that. So I kind of set side times and say, okay, I can do this for this long and then I need to recover. So you're playing your PlayStation, you're doing your PlayStation Plus games, they give you free games every month. And you know, often they were given some kind of first person shooter style game or first person. I just can't play it. And it was what it was. I, but it was a free game. I couldn't complain. But in other months, they gave me games that were just so awesome. And they lasted the month or they lasted me a little while. And I've had a really good time. And then they give you some amazing deals. So sometimes you can get some other games for dirt cheap and hit or miss all the time. I was trying to figure out what was a good game to be able to play without having a seizure and still be in the process of becoming epilepsy well. I'm trying to recover from brain damage and brain injury and just that stroke. It was really not something that you can explain to people until you have to go through the process. It's unreal, but it's possible. It is so possible to improve your brain health. And seriously, PlayStation Plus, thank you. I'd like to thank you, PlayStation. Sony, you have an amazing product. I would love to buy the PlayStation 5, but sadly, I have not played a video game in about six months, maybe four months. I don't know. I um, started working. I found another passion. And the video games just haven't been there as much, although I really need to pick up my bass again because I love me some Rocksmith. If you love instruments and you're a music person too, you can play Rocksmith and you can play your bass and guitar and you can learn real songs. This is the power of PlayStation. It's also on your computer, you know, your Xbox or whatever. But for the most part, you get what I'm saying. You get yourself some activities that you love, some creativity, you know. These are things that you do, but you got to make sure what your limits are. You got to make sure you're checking in with yourself. You got to make sure that you're not going too far. It's okay to have fun and it's okay to do it unorthodox. I tried talking to the doctors about this and then a lot of them were a little like, didn't understand. Look at me crazy. You got lost on a game for a month. Who cares? Big deal. But to me, it was a big deal because I understood how I was before I got sick. To them, they're just meeting this guy that, like, can't talk well, that seems relatively too smart for his own good, but, you know, just, it's unreal. It's unbelievable. They're like, why don't they just give this guy some antidepressants and make him go away? They tried. They tried a lot. They tried. I'm telling you. They get so depressed at their story. They get upset. They get frustrated. They're like, here. I need you to take this so you shut up and stop complaining. Go die in the corner like some Nazi concentration camp or some Nazi like medical system. It's all like you're not healthy enough to get the help that you need. It's like, no, I'm drug resistant. And what I need is self-care. And self-care requires going through the process of healing yourself. In ways that other people don't understand. And they won't understand unless they need to do it. And if you need to feel better with your brain. 
You need to stop feeling insane. You want to kill that brain fog. You want to have better days. You need to get a PlayStation Plus account and play some video games. I'm telling you. You might not believe it, but it's true. As a medical professional, I'm telling you, you need some neural re-education and the process of trying to make answers to solutions, solving puzzles, trying to move your character from one place to the next, jumping ledges. There's all kinds of things that require you to be able to interact and do more. And there's stuff that you just have to understand what's too much and what's not and what's actually helping and what's holding you back. And make sure you don't get addicted and start wasting your whole day and forgetting that the rest of the world exists. Because video games are a tool. It's not somewhere that you want to get buried and lost and lose the meaning of your life. Because there's a lot of people that find meaning in fantasy. You know, there's a lot of people that find meaning in a world that's not real. And honestly, the best thing you do is find solutions to your problems instead of running and hiding from them. Find ways to love yourself, to forgive yourself, to enjoy the day, to make the moments more about you know, passion and happiness and love and family and friends, your dog, about your alone time, about your, it doesn't even have to be about relationships because honestly, not everybody wants to be in a relationship and that's okay. You don't need to be in a relationship. You just need to be happy and working on yourself. You can't be beating yourself up, blaming yourself for what's going on. You know, it's not fair. It's not your fault that life happened. What happens from that is up to you, though, to decide whether you want to be a victim or a victor. Do you want to be a champion or do you just want to be a warrior that's struggling away? hoping to win a war that just never ends. So once you're a champion, the war is over. doesn't mean epilepsy is over, but the war is over. You come to a state of acceptance and peace, and you realize that everything is a result of your own actions. Everything, the people in your life, the place that you live, the place that you work, the way that you are able to consume entertainment, the way that you consume life, the way that you consume the whole process of food and activity, the way you consume your epilepsy, the way you digest the whole experiences, whether it makes you bitter or whether it makes you better and happy along the way. So get yourself a PlayStation Plus account. Turn off Netflix. Stop staring and drooling and make decisions to make your brain better. Whether you're running away from pain or running towards pleasure, you need to remember that small hinges swing big doors and you need shortcuts that will get you through all the poisons and toxins and all the problems throughout the day. All the things that prevent you from enjoying your life and finding a way out of epilepsy hell. You got to remember, when you invest in yourself, you're investing in your future. 
And we're investing in somebody else's problems instead of focusing on taking care of yourself. You're investing in someone else's future. And what happens when that someone else is gone? What are you left with? You're left with a bad investment. So make sure that when you're investing, you're investing in yourself because you are the person that can make the choice. You can make the pivot between whether you're going to be self-destructive or whether you're going to be self-care. Are you going to be full of self-pity? Woe is me. This hell is insufferable. Or are you going to be full of time and effort? Gets me to the places I want to be. Because honestly, that's all it takes is a little bit of patience, a little bit of understanding, and the right tools to move you forward. And you can use secret number two to make your life so much better. Playing video games is a dream come true for many. But at the same time, it is a hell for others. And finding a balance in your life is so very important. To be able to know that the seed of chaos is found in the extreme of law and order. And the seed of law and order is found in the extreme of chaos. These two are always interchangeable. The yo-yo the roller coaster, the ride through life. There's always ups and downs, lefts and rights, turns, cutbacks, forwards, backs, one foot forward, two steps back. But you know, the process is about learning and growing and being the best version of yourself, finding out who you are. Because as the art of war says, Lao Tzu, In order to first defeat your enemy, you must first understand yourself. Tomorrow, we'll cover secret number three on how to receive the blessings of epilepsy well and get out of epilepsy hell. So enjoy your night, enjoy your morning, Enjoy your afternoon. Enjoy your life as best as you can. Because no time is guaranteed. And all we have is right now. And if right now sucks, then you need to find some answers and do something about it. Because no one's going to come to save you. It's up to you to decide whether you want to be epilepsy well or you want to be absolutely hell. But you just have to know that whatever your decision is, it's your life. And all I want for you is to make the best of it and enjoy yourself. If you don't have faith in yourself, you really need to learn some. Stay tuned. I'll give you a reason to believe in yourself again and believe that there's something so much greater than this hell that you live in, these drugs that don't work, and the the do-what-the-doctor-says policies that you find all over the internet and all over the other Epilepsy Foundation. So that's why we have Drug-Free Epilepsy Foundation working on empowering you to be able to take control of your life because you are your own best doctor. That's secret number one. You 
know you. You are your own doctor, your superior doctor. So make sure you're being a superior doctor, you're figuring out who you are, then apply secret number two and figure out what the balance is between chaos and order. And walk that fine line as you take control of your health and you find epilepsy well. And you too can be an epilepsy champion. Have a great night. Love you all. Talk soon.